welcome to the Lucaside Podcast. It is episode 21, and it is part one uh, with a very good friend of mine, Decho Valev. Um, we recorded this a while ago. He came down from New York and decided to visit me, and he stayed, and he spent a couple days with me. It was a lot of fun. I hadn't seen him in two years, actually. Uh, but Decho and I, we are really good friends. Um, we met... We met... <laughs> A while ago, actually, we went to the same tennis academy together. We made a really strong friendship there, and then eventually, I had him stay at my house every every summer or so. He would come to my house, and we'd just play tennis together. Because uh, when we first started, he was much much better than me, and I used that as a really good training opportunity. And he's also a really good friend of mine, so I was really glad I actually got to bring him down, sit him down, have him on the podcast, and discuss a bunch of different things with him. Um, today's episode, uh, we talk about specifically mainly just history for us so we poke a lot of fun and joke around with each other it was a lot of fun recording this podcast just kind of joking with each other and picking on each other uh, that's kind of what our friendship has been so it was fun to see him let loose on the podcast and also for me to just enjoy that and kind of have a little bit of fun with each other and just joke around but we talk a lot about the history of us and just how we met each other and then how we became friends at the academy and then what the academy was like and then we talk a little bit about uh, him being at school and what it's like transitioning for him because he's from Bulgaria so it's a different atmosphere for him here than it was uh, back home so I was really glad to have it on, have him on and again I am super thankful that he was able to come on and visit me Decho you're welcome anytime to come down and visit with me all right guys and without further ado, here is part one with my very good friend, uh, Dechva Lev. Hope you enjoy. We're going now. All right, guys. So uh, I just realized we've been talking for half an hour. Half an hour, I think, yeah. Half an hour? Yeah. Um, but we weren't recording. <laughs> <laughs> and we were getting to a good part of a conversation. It's like I just warmed you up. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll recap everything we talked. Don't okay. worry about it. I want to hear it again. Let me introduce myself the same way I did when I thought we were recording. <laughs> Decho wants to introduce the podcast. Go ahead. Okay, so hello everybody. My name is Decho Valif. I'm from Bulgaria, and Lucas Hyde invited me to an interview with him for the Lucas High podcast. We met six years ago at Hillhead Island, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Don't worry, the pressure's on now because yeah, it's actually recording. We actually are recording. <laughs> <laughs> and right now we're in Exton, his home, recording this. In my it's basement. Been, I know. It's been quite a journey. Like, You're not allowed out. Crazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, come now on. Now everyone's going to be worried about this podcast. It's like, it will be fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, man, we, we talked so much for 30 minutes. Now we got to do it over again, right? Yeah, of okay. course. I mean, it's fine. We're just going to let the conversation go where it goes. No, if, Destro, I could talk to you for five hours. That is true. Yeah. Okay. We've talked for five but hours before. If if they ask us to come for dinner, are we going to stop it? We're just going to continue. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep on going. Okay. I'm just going to tell them. I can do this. I can do this. Okay. You don't think you can do this? What are you worried? Okay, so Lucas was in the previous recording was asking me, okay, Dacho, so we met at Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, but what was your past before that? So I was 17 years old when I came to the academy. Before that, in the summer, I arrived at Charlotte, North Carolina for 
a visit to my aunt for like three months. I played yeah. some collegiate tournaments. I did well. And this guy, David Plon, uh, who was the managing director of sales for Ivan Lendo Academy, mm-hmm. came to me and I said, you know what? We're looking for players for the Ivan Lendo Academy and I think I can offer you a scholarship for it. You can try out, see how it goes. And that was really like an eye opener. I was really excited. Yeah. I talked to my parents. I said, I always wanted to just try out my best for the pro tour. Of course. And uh, I mean, I had been injured before that for three years. Yeah, you had a serious injury. Serious injury. We're going to talk that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just clicked. It's yeah. not, it worked out. And you ended up, how did, did you have to sign anything? Was it like sign like a signing bonus? You were like, oh yeah, let me get my scholarship <laughs> to Lendl, baby. I mean, you signed the document that yeah. uh, you're accepting in the offer. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're leaving a part out of the story, though. Which part? What happened with Vandermeer? Why did you decide yes. to go to Lendl instead yes. of Vandermeer? So at the time, I also had a Vandermeer scholarship offer. Yep. And uh, they really thought that I was going to sign. Like They offered me like... Oh, you led them on. You tease. I, I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I was like double-guessing myself. Should I go Vandermeer or Lendl? Mm-hmm. Vandermeer or Lendl. Are you glad you picked Lendl? I mean, I am glad. I'm glad. I wouldn't be in this room right now. I wouldn't be. My life probably would have been different. Sometimes I feel like it's like a game. You pick A or B, and then completely yeah. different life game. You know. Mm-hmm. And I would never know unless we're what? in like you another dimension. You know. Yeah, you can't go and replay the game. No. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what if you went to Vandermeer and you'd uh, just be a billionaire by now? But you're being held down because you met me, and I was such a bad influence. Don't think that's correlative with everything that's happened. <laughs> I think that if I had picked Vandermeer, yeah, I would have had more people to meet because they just had more people at the time. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been able to where to travel as much because my budget was low. Yeah, um, college maybe maybe another college could have clicked because of the exposure of Vandermeer. Mm-hmm. But in conceptuality of what I've learned, I think I think it's pretty solid that what I pick. I, I I don't regret it at all. That show you met me. That's all that matters. So yeah, this is it's like mm-hmm. in the middle of August 2012, and I arrived there, and we have this GA. What's his name? Art. Art. Yes, Art and his wife. They're gonna be like the GA and just taking care of us. And then Lucas von der Heide arrives there, his family, you know. I think I arrived first. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I arrived yeah, first. He had, I'm so he, glad we uh, actually uh, are hitting all this back again because I actually have a good story. I showed up first to the yes, room. Yes, that is true, actually. I was informed that I was going to be rooming with two other young men. <laughs> One of them was Rory Samuels from... <laughs> Frisco, Texas. <laughs> Sorry if anybody looks you up, Rory. I love you. I miss you, Rory. We had a great yeah, time. Hopefully he listen to us. Hopefully what? Hopefully he's listening. I hope he listens. If he listens, man, that's shout outs to shout outs to Rory. Yeah. Um we had an amazing time. He definitely helped make it an awesome time. And then I was also informed that someone else would be joining us. Yeah. The man sitting in front of me, Decho Valev. <laughs> now, little did I know that when I had gone in there and I claimed the single bed, so I was like, oh, man, I claimed the single bed. I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. Um, at first, I was nervous because I didn't want to off-put my roommates and, like, claim the single bed. Yeah. Now, as a supreme alpha, I understand that 
back then I absolutely would have come right. a single bed. Right. That's yeah. I take it back. Yeah. But um I was still young. I was still a young you Lucas. See, yeah. Just... Now I put my stuff in the closet. I'm right. like, man, Every, I don't everything's wanna, good. I don't want to take up too much stuff in the closet. I put my stuff in there. <laughs> Little did I know that when I came back, all my stuff would not be visible in the closet because Petro <laughs> had so much stuff to put in the closet. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I've never seen... I think you hung everything. Did you hang everything? <laughs> yeah, I was not considerate of you. I do apologize. <laughs> I think he hang... Did you hang your... You hung your shirts? Did you hang your pants? <laughs> I There were so many clothes in the closet, that show. I was random with it. I'm not, I'm, I think I did. I'm surprised you didn't hang your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where you're like, oh, it's this kid. It's this kid. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, this, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, man, I was so worried about off-putting my roommates before oh my even God. meeting them. Detro came in and said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to put all my stuff right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And that was my first meeting with Detro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the first meeting. Mm-hmm. And then eight months of academy training. We had seven hours of training of tennis every day, yeah. plus one hour of gym. And then extra, we did some stuff on the side mm-hmm. where it's with body elastics, rollers. Yeah. Then we stayed up until 3 a.m. talking, played video games. Other, playing video games. We were yelling a lot. And it was so funny. They could hear us from across the street. I know. Which we're, is we're which really is like loud. 50 feet away. Right. But uh, this was after uh, our GA left like a month and a half in. <laughs> I, I wish we could talk to him, and I bet you he would say, uh, I wish we were the reason that he left. I don't think we were, but yeah. I would love to hear him say, Man, those kids, they were just so awful. I had to leave. I think he's doing okay now. No? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's we cool. Should, we should reach out to him someday. Eh, Ask him not. actually for the real opinion. I mean, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll reach <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah. But there was this one night we got to we gotta communicate this for this one because we had it in our previous post-recording. There was this one night we were playing Monopoly. For five hours. We played Monopoly for six hours. At six Detroit. hours. And uh, it was You sound me. tired thinking about it. Yeah. It was me, Lucas, Rory, and Tony. One more guy. And so there was at this point of the game. And I was really, really competitive about everything back then. And so was Lucas. And Lucas doesn't like losing. Neither do I. Neither does anybody. And so I got I got I got on a lucky streak the last couple of like minutes, and Lucas didn't have as much money in the bank. I had with zero Monopoly. money in the bank. <laughs> I had zero fucking money. And so by the rules, I mean I don't even know what I'm, I'm talking about it right now. I'm like, what was I thinking? Why was I fucking better about some stupid stuff like that? And I think I'm glad you got worked <laughs> up about it. I was not playing by the rules, Dutch. I was cheating. And so he asks. Um, I landed first off. Yes, I did not want to lose to Decho. Yeah, I did not want to lose to you. That was the last person I wanted to lose. And to. he asked um, Rory and Tony to lend him money so that he can buy some stuff, trade some stuff in, and just like corner me with those stuff and just like beat me and still be in the game and still be in the game. Yeah. And at that time, with my thinking, my competitive thinking, after five hours, and I'm not sure what tension was in me. It was like I got three or four in the morning. <laughs> I got so mad. I was like, "This is, this is not. This is not. This yeah. This is not gonna work like that." He's like, "Oh yeah, let me, let me try." And then I flipped the monopoly. He flipped the monopoly board after five six hours of playing. Pieces I don't know flew what, everywhere. They flew into the kitchen. I don't know what came up to me. And we lost a couple pieces. 
I was so confused. I was dying. I was laughing. It was all Everyone at the same time. Everyone was laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> no, no. I'm done with this. <laughs> Table. Uh, yeah. The Monopoly was gone. It was gone. And then for I the next an hour and a half, we're yelling as hard as we can about random stuff. It was so funny. It was, it was surreal. It was, it was crazy. That was my last night. That was your last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, but yeah, that that was definitely one to remember. Yeah. What were your favorite times from the academy? Favorite times from the academy. Um, I really like when we were going to the beach. Even though I didn't like the running part, yeah, the view was nice. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was being competitive a little bit at the academy and playing some points, I don't know why at the time I really liked being competitive. Still am, but different way. It's natural, dude. You're a young man. Uh, Yeah, you're a young bull with all this testosterone. Working out, playing tennis. Yeah, of nature's normal. Keep working hard, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, we had times that were fun just to like talk about our goals in life. You know, like everybody doesn't know where they stand. And Von Lidl comes in a couple of times. Yeah, we're trying to see where we're at. Whether we're college players, we can try our luck in professional tennis. Whatever the case is. Yeah, and so we're just trying to figure stuff out. And uh, it was it was just quite the journey. That's where my real journey in the U.S. started. Before that, I was um, uh, an Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida, when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I came mm-hmm. in. For uh, and again, for those who don't know, the Orange Bowl is a pretty is a prestigious tournament for juniors. Uh, Federer won the Orange Bowl. Um, Dimitrov won the Orange Bowl. It's up there with uh, Kalamazoo, and then there's I think it's the it actually might be the Easter Bowl. Is yeah, a, there's a bunch of tournaments. Yeah, You're so, on your game with all those, yeah. Yeah, so those are the big U.S. tournaments. They're not the Grand Slams for the ITF, so the ITF actually has junior Grand Slams. But they're, like, up there at, like as prestigious. There's a lot of really high-level tennis players that have won those tournaments. So you won a couple rounds there, which is a huge deal. I I've did. Never played on, I've never played anywhere I think I beat level. the number one guy from Ireland, mm-hmm. then number two from Italy, and what then was the guy lost from number one. Name? What was his name? Don't remember, man. Mm-hmm. But I lost to the number one Italy from Italy, who's um, who was at a tennis academy, and right now he's like top two hundred in the world. Yeah. So it was just a perspective. You see all those top juniors from all over the world. It was a great eye opening experience where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the topic, I was go- uh, I said we're gonna talk about later. At 14, I had this big injury. Yeah. Like, I was playing soccer in the rain. I fell on this big rock, and uh, a piece of cartilage came out of my knee, and then the kneecap slid through it, and it got stuck in my knee. It was a really, really bad freak accident. You know what? Wait, do you remember what it's called? It was, um, I mean, it it was called like an osteo-something defect, because you have like a piece of cartilage stuck in your knee. Yeah, and it's a really rare injury, right? Really, really rare. Like doctors, when I um when I was going to them, they were like, "Oh, let's see, maybe meniscus, maybe ACLs, whatever the case is." Yeah. First, they make an X-ray. They're like, "Doesn't seem that anything's wrong. We need just this cartilage, as if it's sticking out on the side." But I don't think that's right. It's too big to be sticking out like that. <laughs> then they're making an MRI, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And then the doctors say, "You'll be lucky, and in a couple of years, you can run." Don't even think about tennis. I'm like, oh geez, it was a massive. Was that shocker. devastating for you? That was devastating. Turned my whole life around. And because when you're 14, and what was tennis all your dreams at that point? I mean, it was all my dreams, literally. That 
like imagine because I sacrificed almost everything. Like I had, I wasn't able to go as many birthdays and just hang around outside with friends. I guess I was really intense and my, my, my dad was really intense with it. Yeah. So that just literally. Did your dad push around. you into tennis when you started? My mom put me in there when I was seven. And then when I started winning tournaments under 10 and 12, my dad got into it. He said, oh yeah, let's do this. Okay. How was, what was that like for you? It was stressful. Stressful? Yeah. Now he's he tried to do the same with my sister, but my sister can't handle the pressure of him being so pushy. Yeah, was so, your dad super pushy for that? Was he like the typical tennis dad people think of? It was it was really intense and it was not not good ideal. Experience. Like like coming back at it, I still remember those days when like he would yell at me for something. Whether I mean he was pushing me in his own way, trying to make me the best I can be. Yeah. But coming back at it, I mean, you were only like twelve, um, though. Yeah, it it was an intense environment. It was it was tough. It was mm-hmm. tough. But yeah, of that injury took a lot out of me. Three years of the years that I should be developing the most, and just it was a depressing time, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but I was. We were playing for seven hours at um Vanlando Academy, just working as hard as a professional can, technically, even though that was our first year. So our body didn't adjust immediately to it. So both of us had like a lot of injuries. I had so many mini injuries. I, I had like you five, used to six. Sleep with, you used to sleep with ice packs. Ice on packs, the bed, man, like, and the ice packs would melt, and your bed would be soaked <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and my, from the serving part, my rhomboid muscle in the back was so stretched out, and like I think I tore a couple of, I don't know what I tore, but. Was painful even to breathe, mm-hmm. and then I realized I that. that also like the bed was broken, so that that wasn't helping at all. Mm-hmm. So I pulled the groin at least five six times, and there was like ankle. There, there was Are you everything. sure that was from tennis? Yes, it was from tennis. Are you sure? Yes, <laughs> I don't know where you're you. Going, sure, you but weren't no. doing something weird by yourself? No. <laughs> okay, just double checking. Yeah, because I wasn't with you all the time. You always just go in these routes with your conversations. Like, <laughs> I, I can't help it, man. Like, come on. You know, Detcher, you know me. I can't help it. I yeah. can't help it. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, he had a, you had a lot of um, back issues. Yeah, I had a, I actually, I pulled that muscle recently again. Um, I think that even when you pull it younger, what happens is it creates an imbalance and you're more likely to injure it later. I still, I remember I pulled, I was training down there and I actually, I also pulled my groin. My right groin will still is more susceptible to being pulled than my left. Um, I just never really addressed it, so we'll see. But I actually pulled that muscle in the back. I couldn't breathe. It was painful. I displaced a rib. Oh, jeez. I did I that, that two years ago. Actually, oh, no. Wow. I did that. I did that, yeah, two years ago. It was during the tennis season, so I missed a good portion of it because I displaced a rib. I was doing jujitsu. Jeez. Yeah. It's intense. You yeah, recover no quickly, deal. though, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Impressive. You just deal with it. All right. So, yeah, I mean, we were going through the academy. We're thinking about the pro whatever tour. I, I played a couple of tournaments yeah. during the summer. After that, I think I tried a little bit more extra. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I realized I kind of got to line myself up for the college tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a school. Yeah. In, uh, Wait, hold on. Hold on, Decho. Yeah. Where was this school? In Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, my God. No, don't say that. Kansas City people really love KC. You don't go against Decho, Decho. 
Got to be politically correct. Um, I'm going to hard pass on being the politically correct right now and just say, I don't understand why you picked that. Why you? Why did you Why did you decide to go there? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I visited the area. <laughs> uh, the plaza was great. It was... Uh, Decho, the plaza is three blocks, I'm guessing. It, it was great. It was great, yeah. Was great. Okay, by... I'm going to say by how long it took you to answer and your your best answer was it was great. I'm just going to let that speak for itself. The school facilities they were really welcoming, you know, everybody was really nice and kind. Decho, and- I can see through you like nobody. You're BSing me so hard right now. But yeah, that, I mean, there we go. Was- it's exactly. But yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I don't understand how you went from you were in Bulgaria. You come to the United States. You stay with us. You have a great time with me. And you go, you know what? I had such a good time with Lucas. Um, I'm going to go back to Bulgaria. And then I'm going to oh, pass yeah. everything. And you know what? Instead of finding a really nice... I'm just going to... You know, I'm just going to pick KC. <laughs> I'm going to pick KC. I'm not going to pick a big city. <laughs> I'm just I'm just an adventurer out there, you know? Just see where the journey goes. Yeah, you reminded me we had this in the previous recording also. Time stood still out so, there, didn't it? let's go let's go on a journey that never ends (laughs) okay so after i um finished the journey with the academy i had Mm -hmm. to go back and pass 13 exams in bulgaria Mm -hmm. 13 and it was 25 i had 25 days i studied eight hours a day at least for each subject i would have studied zero and i got like i was solid with most of them but the hardest one was actually in German, and I know Lucas is German. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can I can have. I can't a, believe you passed. <laughs> I don't know how you passed. So I've, I've been studying been German at that time at that time for like two and a half years, but yeah. it wasn't clicking as fast as English was or other languages that I know. And um, I know how to introduce myself, say general yeah. stuff, but I also had to talk about something. Mm-hmm. And there were six different topics that I had to study about in order to be able to talk. So Decho did the most Decho thing ever. <laughs> and so... How can I solve this? How can I solve this? Yeah, Decho looked at it. He was like, all right, six things. I'm not going to learn German. That's too hard. Okay, that's out of the window. How can I solve this puzzle? Let me analyze this. All right, one and six. This is, is this how your mind did it? Decho was probably looking. He was like, all right, one and six. All right. This is the easiest one. <laughs> Boom, I'm going to memorize that. There we go. 16.5% chance of getting that right. But I only memorized the topic where I was about to talk about had to talk about sports and just <laughs> tennis. The other ones I didn't know anything. And I don't know whether it was by fate or by luck. Lo and behold, <laughs> like I actually picked that exact topic to talk about. how nervous were you like i was my hands were shaking like the introduction gave me enough to have a d but you gotta talk about the topic to get the c and pass mm-hmm. and that was the class that was the worst i just knew that i was gonna be and you don't you understand like at that time things. i've spent so much time with the college recruiting communicating and i have the athletic academic scholarship offer i have like the visa everything's solid okay I just need to pass this. <laughs> you just need to pass German. <laughs> right? It's like, please, for the love of God, just please let me pass. And, and just, it worked out. It did. It was it was surreal. What was that feeling? It was amazing. Because for you, um, you've always wanted to be here in the United States. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. so 
could you i i can't even imagine how you would have felt if the only thing holding you back from being man here was a i German probably I, I probably would have stayed for one more year and then they wouldn't have spotted for me because they would pick another person for that part of the scholarship and everything would everything would have been ruined yeah probably would not be in the state sounds stressful me. yeah mm-hmm and so, yeah, yeah I, I somehow pass all of it, you know, works out. That's the most high school thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't and think of anything more high school. I come to my four-year home in Kansas City, Missouri. At the time, I didn't know about fraternities and sororities. The school was a Catholic Jesuit community. That show, this just keeps getting more complicated. 2,000 <laughs> people undergraduate, 500 people graduate. I thought it was just MBA. supposed to be flat out there. It's technically flatter than a pancake. It's the sunflower state, okay? No, but the Midwest is technically flatter than the pancake. It's supposed to be simple. So you keep making this whole America trip of yours trying to stay here more complicated. Let me just make this harder on myself. So first year, like I still needed to learn about. I still needed to learn about um just communication and just I was good with English, but like I didn't know at the time. That within the U.S. people have so many group chats and all of it interconnected. So if you piss one person off, you're going to have probably 50 more people pissed off. And you're not going to make that connection unless you actually know that that's how you things work. You can't worry about that. And so the first couple of weeks, you know, I was, I was not trying to be arrogant or whatever. I just, my personality was just not developed yet. And so mm-hmm. I would randomly piss some people off and then I would introduce that myself to other people. That doesn't even say hi. <laughs> And just you just myself. gave him the angry Bulgarian face, right? <laughs> I do have. I often do have the angry Bulgarian face. I don't know why. I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, I'm trying my best. Detro, I love the angry Bulgarian face. Okay. I've had you give me that face so many times. I did, I did have it quite. It's a do, face that just sta- stamped all over. It says, "What the fuck?" <laughs> do I have it anymore, though? A little bit less. A little bit less. Dude, the oh, way you're looking at me, you're hoping I say yes. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, I know. <laughs> dude. I'm gonna so I don't have video. It's so a, I'm our, gonna describe this. It's to you a guys. resting. Detcho looks at me. One eyebrow goes up. He goes, "Please, <laughs> please, a little bit less." It's Detcho. a resting bee face. Okay, you don't have resting bitch face, Detcho. You've got, you've got Bulgarian face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I would like introduce myself to other people that I've never met, and they will be like kind of like mad at me for something. And then I realize, like junior year, that everything is so interconnected. Yeah, they're probably they're mad because I'm piss one of their friends and that's you what know. you get for going to a school with 2500 people so it was quite the learning experience i think man. you did that to yourself I did, I did <laughs> but i get it though that was like your that was probably your best opportunity to stay here right it was a great opportunity what coach my coach gave me there yeah like she she did so much for me and i was such a rebel at the time mm-hmm and not thankful. It was unfortunate, but I tried to work hard through it, and uh, slowly, slowly, I was making some progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, first year I had um, first year it was, it was it was a lot of different stuff that happened. I mean, it was like it was this long term relationship that happened. I changed majors twice. Tennis, I had a bunch of injuries again i had yeah. tendonitis in my left knee i was somewhat getting along with my teammates i mean i, I think they, they were just not understanding me because i just well that show when you speak to them in uh not english 
I mean, I knew English. Just, just my thought process was like not fully developed as a character. No, I just kind of, I just kind of imagined you sitting there speaking Bulgarian to them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, freshman year was that. Sophomore year, uh, that relationship ended. It was a little bit of a struggle. Um, just was like, and then other stuff happened. Like change of majors also was stressful. I also needed to find ways to like finance myself a little bit more, so I had to actually apply for two more scholarships, and I got lucky with I got two business scholarships also, so I was basically on a full. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of stress, a lot, and I was so lost at the time. Like I couldn't figure out how it worked, you know, because it was so much different. Like the way Kansas City, Missouri, a private Jesuit school with people that know each other from St. Louis or from Kansas City from their high school, middle school, whatever the case is, like to figure how they everything works, it just took me a while. That is the most Dutcho thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that is the most Dutcho thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You were sitting there and you were like, I, was, I don't know how this works. I really don't. <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> I can just imagine you taking the time. You probably sat. I was overanalyzing every single thing yeah, that they said. Exactly. I was just trying to figure out. I was trying to put my mind into it how do these people work how do these people think yeah I was for those about- of you who don't know decho the one thing that i've admired about you for the longest time is your ability to work and grind like I work nobody hard, else yeah. i know when we were at the academy you watched more tennis than anybody i've ever known i did watch a ton of tennis yeah. i was trying to be really you analytical were- with it you're one of the most analytical that's something that i learned from you yeah. was that i had to be Thank more you. analytical it. no dude of course. It's one of those things. I became really analytical of... You are really analytical, too. I mean, not as much as you. You're, you break things down. You you almost have things down to a science. We're in different in different areas of analytical. Okay, okay. We, we have our I'll areas, take that. okay? We have our areas. I'll take that. Anyway, That's so... A compliment from you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I really do mean it. Yeah. Then I decided to join a fraternity. I mean, everybody's talking about fraternity. Wait, you joined a fraternity? I did. Well, how did I not know about this? A business fraternity. Though. Okay, okay. With a little that? bit of social in it. Yeah. And it was called Delta Sigma Pi. Let, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me guess. This is how it went. Yeah. Man, how do these people work? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? In order for me to figure out how these people work, I have to... Talk to more of these people. How do I meet more people? Ah, fraternity. That's how this works. <laughs> Is that how that thought process went? <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, I was a tutor also. I, right? I was like doing other um, jobs. I, other I was students? part of clubs. I can tutor. But <laughs> how this works. <laughs> part of the tennis team, but I really thought that it was detrimental for me to try to be a part of fraternity. Really? And, like I didn't even know about a pledging process. Like everybody knew that there was a pledging process for fraternity. Everything was completely new to me. Yeah. It was such a, it was like a wow experience. I took it so seriously where some people were like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Detcher, you were probably like, all right, there, Johnny like- over here <laughs> likes this. <laughs> Billy likes this. I've got to some way how to diplomatically traverse this issue here so that I can make sure that I get into this fraternity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I was so intense about it. I was like, yeah, it's like as if the president was going to meet <laughs> <laughs> Detro, you just you just had to drink more beer than everybody else. <laughs> Knowing your competitive nature, you would have uh, been able to do it. Yeah, so that was really an experience. I'm really glad that I joined. Um, uh, 
the brothers. I'm sure it was like a huge. Both, I kind of wish I had joined one, but I didn't. Both men and women, they just, it was like a wow experience. I'm really glad that I joined. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, it clicked for me. Junior year, I had that lined up. Then I had an internship lined up. Do you have any wild fraternity spring. stories? Uh, let's keep it for another conversation. Another conversation? Yeah. Let it be known on the record that Dutcher did not want to talk about his wild fraternity <laughs> stories on the podcast. <laughs> Now yeah, everybody's going to be wondering. If we, if if this podcast uh, reaches 250 listeners, uh, we're, we're having definitely a lot more podcasts. Yeah? That, that'll do, and I'm going to share it on my Facebook. Yeah, we'll share them for All sure, right? dude. All dude, right. in the future, in the future when um we're both 50 years old, yeah, and my tennis career is over, yeah, and marijuana is legal, you and I... No comment. No, you and I are going to get in a room, we're going to get super baked, and we're just going to talk about your fraternity stories. <laughs> No comment. It'll okay. be a fun time. You can have beers if you want. You're not political at all, man. Me? Like, Get Joe. Elon this- Musk did something yesterday, and that is not politically how we should go about things. Like, I'm a really healthy person, okay? Yeah. I try my best to be as conservative in my health matters as you are. So let's just leave it there and continue with our conversation, shall we? You sound so political right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, Mr. But, but the people want to hear that show. No, they don't. Are anyway. you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Eventually, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? Because every time I've heard someone say, man, the other night when I went out and I was at the frat party, woo, <laughs> I ask, what happened? If they tell me, yeah, I don't remember, then I understand. Oh, I know it went down. That is the general excuse sorority girls would use, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Sounds like you're getting a little political there, Richard. I am political. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you just, you just turn up the PC-ness when you get on the podcast. Look, let's just move on, shall we? Oh, I don't want to move on, but we'll, okay, we'll move on. Let's I will, just move I'll on. throw you a bone. We can move on. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I had a lot of fun recording it. I hope you guys had fun listening. Part two is going to come out next week. Uh, I left this one a little bit shorter. Um, I'm actually struggling pretty hard with a concussion right now. So uh, listening and sitting down at the computer is a real chore for me right now. But um, I was glad I was able to go back and listen to this and have a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Be sure to check it out next week. Um, If you guys really enjoyed the podcast and you would love to support the podcast, you can support me over at Anchor. Uh, It supports me directly and it helps fund the podcast and everything like that so that I can continue to grow and bring great content for you guys. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All those links will be down in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in this week, and be on the lookout for next week's episode. All right.